0: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue our series on the ministry of encouragement. And we have um, been looking at, we're in week nine now in this series, I I think we're going to go four more weeks. Yeah, after this one. Um, and, And the idea behind it is to encourage us to embrace this very important ministry that god has given the church and yet somewhere along the line we seem to have walked away from the calling and i'm talking about the church you know in the broader sense not just us i'm when the church is the church all right and so uh we need to get it back we we laid the foundation for the ministry over the first four weeks And uh, looked at the the Bible behind it and how important it was. And we talked about the reason for it, that we live in a very grumpy world. And that um, it's a fearful world. The the culture is fearful. Um, There's always uh, bad news being thrown at us that's spun into worse news. And that it's sort of become the pattern of this world, if you would, is this constant, never-ending source and stream of bad news spun in whatever direction it can be to make us fearful. And it's working. And byproducts of the fear are um, a very sort of self-focused group of people um, that are that surround us in our culture. And so we have to be different. And yet it's very easy to conform to what's happening in the world. And and we've talked about this. And I've been challenging you and encouraging you that. Um, in, in the midst of what we live in, even conversations among believers tend to carry the same fear as the conversations the rest of the world has. And yet we're supposed to be the people of good news, the people who have hope in God. And so we've been talking about the importance of, um, keeping God in the equation and that, that because of that, we can encourage people around us. Now we've also, and I keep going back to this, so for nine weeks now, and even before that, because I mentioned these foundations before I even started this series, I've been asking you to do some things and to develop some habits in your life. And one of those habits is to be thankful for five things every day and to start the day off that way. And I'm hoping it's becoming a habit for you. If not, do whatever it takes to make it a habit. This is the... If you don't start there, you'll never get the rest of this stuff. And so we have to start with... That thankfulness concept in order to get our perspective right or we'll just stay trapped in this culture and so i encourage you every morning and if you're not doing it put a note somewhere to remind you be thankful for five things think of five things that you're thankful for for you know it might be the same five things every day for a while i don't care just as long as you're doing five things you'll get better at it as you go and maybe some days you'll get thankful for more than five things that's good too but at least five and keep making it work and don't let the first thing you do every morning is take on the weight of the world and the bad news it's got to start with something different so um my hope is that what you find is if you take the time to be thankful for five things you end up sort of praying just kind of offhandedly because there you are being thankful and it seems like the right thing to do so um that's good stuff and so i encourage you to to bring that into the mix and uh and, and so start the day that way. And then to encourage two people every day, at least two people, and in, in how important that is. And the, the overriding concept behind that is when you encourage two people, then three people are encouraged. Because as you go out and encourage, God is with you. God encourages you. Now we've got three encouraged people. And if maybe the people we encourage go and encourage others, it starts to build on itself. And so we, we have to get a hold of this ministry, and it has to become um, a focus, a priority in the midst of what we do. And, and that this ministry is something that everybody can do. We can get, we can get 100% involvement in this ministry. We can teach our children how to encourage others. We can, we can teach our children how to be thankful for five things every day. We can, we can get everybody moving in this. And it's just a way more positive approach to life in Christ than, than it is to just start picking apart everything that's bad in the world. Let's let's just get everybody moving back towards God again, as we embrace the whole thing. So this, that's sort of the underpinnings of this ministry. I also asked you to memorize Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, and some of you did and some of you didn't, and that's okay. But I'd encourage you, if you haven't, to learn it. It's a powerful group of verses, and if you've memorized them, now I hope that you're taking time to meditate on them, to think about them, to... To sort of consider each part. If you haven't memorized it yet, still time. I've got four more weeks of this message. So my hope would be by the time I'm done, everybody... Here's the the big hope. Is that by the end of week 13, 14, whatever four more is on this one. I guess it's 13. That everybody would know these few verses. And would have a habit developed of being thankful for five things every day. And would embrace the idea that they need to encourage at least two people. If we can get there, we're going to it's going to make a huge impact. But we have to get there. It's got to start with us. And so all I can do is keep talking and encouraging and, and moving you in that direction because ultimately the, the benefits are yours. So you, you get the benefits of, of taking this on because you'll be encouraged. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be consumed by the negativity of the culture and that no matter what the circumstance, you can know that God is still God. Now, it, it's not a, a blanket promise that we won't go through hard stuff because we do. It's a fallen world. It's a broken planet. It's, it, it, it's part of the... But, but see, we don't have to take it the way that the world does because we always have God to hang on to. And so it, it, this helps us through the process. So those verses now, remember Hebrews ten nineteen through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place... By the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may... Uh, Spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not stop meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. See, there's there's some great stuff in those verses. And I I keep saying the reason I want you to memorize them is that, that when they're in you, in your mind, it's easier for the Spirit to quicken them to you in your heart when... Discouragement tries to get on you. Because once we're discouraged, we stop encouraging others. It's, I, I, I've been going through this for a while now, and I know that when I'm discouraged, I can't, I can't even will myself to go and encourage somebody. I have to deal with the discouragement first. But I just can't. I can't, I can't fake it. So, so we have to be ready to deal with discouragement by knowing the truth of what the Lord tells us and to hold unswervingly. To the hope we profess, I love that. I've been thinking about that verse all week. Isn't that a great verse? Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Let's just hang on. Just not get shaken loose. Just unswervingly hang on. See, that's what we're supposed to do. Okay. So, having said that and done that, the the next chunk of this uh, series has been about what I call the encourager's truth. And I came up with this acronym because the truth sets people free. And these are the tools that we have in the ministry of encouragement. And the truth uh, that we've been uh, studying embraces the mind, the eyes, the ears, the mouth, and the hands. And we're going to talk about the hands. And, And how we broke those down to remember it is it's about our thinking, our recognizing, our understanding, our talking, and our helping and we have gone through the first four already we've we've talked about the importance of getting our perspective from the throne room of god god not from the culture and that we talked we called that right thinking that i'm not uh, talking about a thinking where we, we we try and think things into being i'm talking about um a perspective change that allows us to know that that what matters is the word of god and the will of god and that that that's right thinking and that that most of us need to get our thinking right to have our minds transformed and renewed by the word of god and so we we talked about that and then along with that we've talked about some of these other things we talked about recognizing and that's about using our eyes to see like god sees beyond the surface into the depth of people and circumstances and and then we talked about uh hearing listening with understanding that, that we, we need to take it up a level. We, we need to really learn to listen to what's happening with people and that they often have so much that, that they need to say and that we need to be those who listen well and, and understand uh, and take it in. And, and that's, a, that's something that both of those things require us to be less self-focused and more other-focused in order to see and hear in the way that we're supposed to. We talked about talking last week and i talked about the power of words and that we need to use our words to bless and build up not to tear down and discourage and i asked you and challenged you at the end of that message to listen to yourself talk because we'd already talked about listening listen to yourself over the week how you use your words and to take a good look at it how do you use your words you know are your words are you doing a good job of using them to bless and encourage and build up, or using your words to tear down and to hurt, because there's tremendous power in words. So we, we've looked at those things today. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about helping, um, putting actions to all this stuff that we're learning, to the actual part of encouragement and why we need to do these things. First John three sixteen says, uh, "This is how we know what love is." Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Jesus has shown us um, what this looks like and, and modeled uh, what's important and where to follow suit. Ephesians 2.10, we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, he created you for this. This is, this is why we're here, uh, this is part of the ministry that he has for you is this whole idea of encouragement these are the the good works he has in mind for you to do do you know that that you are woven into the plan of god in such a way that he is able to use you in the midst of other people's lives if you'll just be aware of what's happening and and god is is very blessed to use you to touch other people's lives and he puts you in situations all the time and if you if you're aware of them then you step into them and if you're don't have your mind on it? You don't. And and we want to be available to God to use us. Because people are desperate to, to receive and to experience the love of God. And so we're, we're able to do that. Now, here's how we need to get a hold of this thing and start doing it. And the first thing I want you to know is that, that this, with this ministry of encouragement, it's okay to start small. It's okay... And, and this is true, I believe this is true with all ministry, with, with everything that we do um, for the Lord. It's okay to start small. And the reason I say that is because some people won't take something on until they have it all figured out or they won't approach a problem that someone has because it seems too big. And, and it keeps us from, from doing what we can do. And there's a story that illustrates this really well. It's John 6, 1 through 9. I love this story. And, uh, and let me read it to you. You can read along. This is John chapter six, verses one through nine. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the sea of Galilee. That is the sea of Tiberias and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. And then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with the disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? From this illustration, there's a few things I want you to see. I think it's very important. First, what you need to see is Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. Um, Jesus had a solution to this situation. He knew what he was going to do. He's, God knows what he's going to do. God already knows. See, because I think sometimes we'll look at a problem and we'll think, uh, that, that can't be done. And, and this is what Philip did, like what so many of us do, is Philip just took God out of the equation. He's standing right there and he takes him out of the equation. Eight months wages couldn't feed this group. Impossible. Can't be done. That's Philip's response. Jesus already had a plan. He just needed someone to have a little bit of faith to step into this whole process. And so what's Andrew do? Andrew says, look, here's this kid with five small loaves and a couple of fishes. I don't know what we can do with that. It's not going to feed this group, but, but here's what we got. But see, that's all it took. You know, and I hope he wasn't shaking down this little kid. <laughs> Here, boom. I grabbed this kid's food. Uh, I'm sure the kid went here, but, but see, here's the deal. All it takes, is a little bit of faith because Andrew didn't have a whole lot. Did you hear him say, well, we got this, but I don't think you can do anything with it. But here's, at least he gets it to Jesus and, and it's what he had. And it was enough because God already had a plan. He just needed someone to meet him a little bit so he could make things happen. So you need to see the importance of that dynamic. Because often we don't move into anything because we just, it's too big. Oh, it's too, over can't be done. God's the one that's got to fix it. God's the one that's got to, you just got to do your part with whatever you have, with a little bit of faith. Whatever you, just, this is what I got. And God takes it from there. And see, this is real important to get a hold of this thing. Because it's just about reaching out with what you got with a little bit of faith and letting God meet you there. And and it's a very powerful thing. You know, I I, I love that story. You know, I, I always tell you that Jesus' favorite food has to be fish sandwiches. Because every time you see him feeding folks, he's giving them fish sandwiches. And here it is again. And and it's just a great story. So it's okay to start small. You don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to have a, a, a huge plan. You just take what you, what you got. which if, What you got at that moment might be you got... Five minutes to listen. Take that. You might have a minute and a half to speak into someone's life. Would go with that. But use what you got and move into it. And start there. Here's the second thing. This is really important with his ministry. Start at home. Start at home. You know, I have big dreams. And you hear it in our mission statement of advancing the kingdom of God one person at a time and impacting huge chunks of folks. But we've got to start at the house. You've got to start with the people closest to you. And you need to encourage those, those people. The people around you need encouragement. And you might think, well, I need encouragement. Okay, good. Then, then the equation we fall back on is if you start encouraging, you get encouraged. You'll get what you need. And, and we've talked about the law of reciprocity. That's not what we're governed by. We don't encourage us so people encourage us back. God encourages us, but we step out and do this thing because it's the right thing to do. And, and we get into the golden rule dynamic. You treat others the way you want to be treated. If they treat you back or not, it's not the issue. You do what you're supposed to do, and God will meet you there. And, and in this grumpy world, in this fearful world, we need to encourage each other. It needs to start here. You need to encourage the people you're closest to. You, you need to encourage your family. You need to encourage your children, your spouses, your, your friends, your parents, whatever that looks like. And you need to speak words of life and hope into them. That everything that we've talked about applies at the house, and it has to apply at the house. And and I asked you last week to listen at your words, really listen to how you speak to the people around you. How do you, if you have children, how do you speak to your kids? Are you, are you building them up? Are you telling them they can make it, that, that you're proud of them, that you love them, that they can do it? Or are you picking on every little flaw that happens? How about with your spouses? How do you... Are you... Are you and, and none of us is a perfect spouse, and none of us has a perfect spouse, and that's not the issue. But what we do is we always treat them with honor and respect and love. Speaking into them. Speaking words of life into them. Encouraging them. Because it's the right thing to do. Do that with your kids. None of us have perfect kids. None of us were perfect kids. But we encourage and bless and build. Don't tear down. Don't. Because we get sometimes... What happens is we get stuck in this criticism thing. And we're just stuck there. And, and it doesn't work. We've got to build up. We have to... It's got to start... at at the house first timothy 5 8 if anyone doesn't provide for his relatives especially for his immediate family he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever and and that was you know more more towards material but i'm saying we need to provide spiritually for the people around us it's part of what we do and so it has to start at home and do you know that those people that are closest to you are a great sort of training ground for to learn how to encourage others because you can do it there you can do it anywhere and, and so start. Because you know those people more intimately than you know anybody else. And, and we have to learn how to see the way God sees, listen the way that God listens, and move into those situations. And it's something that we're called to do. And so start this stuff at the house. Everybody should be doing this at the house. Third, we need to show respect to everyone. I brought this up earlier in the series, but, but it's important to um, move past some of the judgments that we toss out and um, in Matthew 25 34 through 40 it says then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you invited me in I needed clothes and you clothed me I was sick and you looked after me I was in prison and you came to visit me Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you and thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and close you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. As we go out and encourage others, ultimately we do it like we do everything else. We do it for the Lord. Uh, And it's opportunities to bless him. And, and so we we need to show that respect that that says you know what that that god if if you lay someone on my heart that needs to be encouraged I'm going to do it and and uh, whatever it looks like and again I'm talking about a kind word uh, a, a willingness to listen uh, an openness to to move out of your comfort zone sometimes to maybe break your busy schedules to to be available and and i've told you this before god god always seems to be more real outside of my schedule than he is on my timetable god is far more real on his timetable and so what would you rather have would you rather get everything on your list done or would you rather be hanging out with god doing his thing and and you know honestly kind of both (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'll, I'll take the God thing first. And then he's good enough to help me through the stuff on the list. So so this is this is part of the process. And four, this is important. You have to know your value. You have to know your value. See, people might hesitate to get involved because of this thought that they don't really have anything to offer. A lot of people struggle with that. I don't really have anything I can't really you know I can't really do that and that's such a lie because you have so much value in Christ you have so much value in the kingdom of God God has created you exactly for the purposes that are out there and and you have tremendous value and and we have to get a hold of that, that, that he can use us. You have something to offer the world. You have something to offer the world around us. Everybody. First Corinthians 12, 14 through 19 and then 27. says that the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? Verse 27, now you are the body of christ and each one of you is a part of it each one of you is a part of the body we are uh, his his hands we're his feet uh it, we're his eyes we're his ears we're, we're we're his his mouth um whatever part that you are matters see there's not one part more important than any other part you, you might not have the same gift mix as somebody else, but you're just as valuable and just as important. And in this ministry, have just as much to offer. I firmly believe that, that you have the ability to impact the world for the kingdom of God, each one of you, every single one of you. And if you doubt that, somebody sent me this neat little quote that I like. I, th- I thought this was really good. If you think you're too small to have an impact... Try going to bed with a mosquito in the room. <laughs> See, most of this stuff is just about grabbing a hold of the fact that that God has a plan and a purpose for you. And that that life is found as we step out of the sort of Little lives that we shape for ourselves and get a different look and and that there's life is found in that different look that it 's always more than about us it's it 's about him, and so I just want to encourage you to think through these things that we 've been talking about to understand your value to to start small with whatever that looks like if, if you because I know some people now because now every week we 're going to really talk about doing this stuff i want you to encourage two people i've been saying do that but i know that a lot of people not sure how to do that don't just start somewhere you figure it out some stuff works and some stuff doesn't and just start and it's okay to start small and if you're not sure where start at home i'll take if you're encouraging two people a day at the house that works for me um, that's great start there and and let's let's put that together that's a wonderful thing Encourage two of your friends every day. Encourage, just start the process. Get used to it, and and make it happen. And understand that that in the we can show respect to everyone as we broaden it from there, and and then you can do it because you have value. You're called to it, and and we've looked at the scripture that says you're called to this. You 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 can encourage because God has encouraged you, and and we we need to start walking this thing out now. And that's what we're gonna in the next four weeks. We're gonna really look at some examples. Uh, I want to look at Barnabas, who is probably his name means encouragement, son of encouragement and and I want to look at a little guy named Nehemiah and uh, how he encouraged and then we 'll see how Jesus encouraged and then we'll we 'll wrap it up by trying to pull it all together. so think about these things this week. I want to encourage you to start encouraging two people if you haven 't started start start at home, start small, but start and let 's let 's go from from here with this whole process amen amen all right well um if you're watching by video thanks for watching and uh if you're up in williston god bless you guys they'll pray for you up there we're going to pray here as a group and then we'll call it a night so let's pray father thank you for who you are for your goodness to us your faithfulness to us your love for us